The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 53, Exogenesis, in which a creepy bug-slash-parasite thing appears to be possessing people, and Ivanova tests Corwin's loyalty. Welcome back to The Name of the Pod, the Babylon 5 podcast in which we discuss the ongoing cultural legacy of the 1990s sci-fi television program Babylon 5. I am one of your co-hosts, John Cassie, and I am joined, as always, by my dear friend... Chris Tatro. Hey, Chris. Hey, John. Hi. You're sort of, you know... Speed, uh, Boom. speed round through that that opening there. Boom! Let's get right to the meat. Let's get to Come this episode. On. Yeah, there's Exogenesis. so Woo. there's so much going on in this episode. There really isn't so really, much going no, on. There's not a lot. Yeah, no. uh, I mean it's, we, it's 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 a good Marcus episode. We get some some, yeah. some Marcus show uh, showcasing some FaceTime. We wondered if he'd wandered off, you know, fallen off the station somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we were saying, you know, good grief. I don't mm. I don't remember him being. Warren Keffer, you know, right. where is this guy? You know, I think he's important, yeah. isn't he? You know, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and now we get a little bit of a chance to, uh, you know, kind of riff with him. Um, yeah. You know, we, we we talked in the last episode about mid-season fillers and, and you know, what do you do when you're trying to fulfill, you know, uh, you know, the P-10 has ordered 20 episodes, not 18, mm-hmm. son, and I need, I need two more episodes, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, even JMS, when we uh, kind of, did our research and sort of looked at the lurker's guide. JMS himself said, yeah, I was called away for some pressing concerns halfway through writing this thing. And when I came back to it, I'd kind of lost my, I, I, I was so, yeah. I so surely had the, the threads mm-hmm. that, that when I, I didn't make my, I didn't do my notes properly. I didn't properly outline yeah. this. And when I came back to it, I sort of, it just sort of started to wander and meander and it sort of lost it was, its way. It was you the, uh, the, the stranger from, what? What's the town? That, that interrupted Coleridge when he was writing Kublai Khan. Sorry. Oh, you, you, the story of when when uh, Coleridge was writing the you know, the epic poem Kublai Khan. Yes, he, indeed. He had a he had a dream of it, and he was trying to like capture it and write it down on a piece of on on paper. And halfway through writing this, someone knocked on his door. This visitor, like this stranger, showed up, and it, you know he had to deal with this person for five minutes or whatever, and it completely broke his concentration. Right, and it was all gone. And it was yeah, all gone. Uh, so. Right. Um, my um, my Coleridge is uh, badly intermediated by Douglas Adams's Dirk Gently Solistic Detective Agency, so right. I never know what's true. I don't remember yeah. anymore. <laughs> but that was in Dirk Gently, wasn't it? Indeed it was. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's that's part yeah. of the actual you know story of it, so yeah. It's and, the uh, Coleridge dinner, you old fool. You know. <laughs> and we get a great Rush song out of, uh, of Kubla Khan, so. Right, right. Yeah, I know uh, that's not your real so, house, but. Right, so we've got a bit of a we've got a bit of a mishmash here, you know. We've got uh, we've got good Marcus content, and yeah, uh, you know, Marcus Fu is is the best Fu there is in some respects, you know. Uh, you he's, know, he he's definitely he's definitely very roguish, and we see his sort of trickster. That's right. Uh, personality when he's and he tricks the guy into uh, knocking himself out with with the the extendable ten foot pole. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's it's interesting. We talked in the last episode about my feelings about about Bester as a character, sort of feeling like, well, maybe I 
maybe my memory is hoodwinking me in some respects because, uh-huh. you know, I want more than I'm getting. Whereas with Marcus, I'm getting more than I expected. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah, I kind of dig you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you're doing some good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you're 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 cheeky in a way that I didn't realize this show would really benefit from. Right. 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 Y- you know, g- giving giving Ivanova a little a little business. Mm-hmm. It's good for her. it's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about the um, Vin- v- Verizi, Vindizi, Vindaloo, Ventraxi, Vendrizi, Vindrizi. Perhaps yeah. the less said, the better. Kind of an interesting uh, concept, but it's. The development is yeah. a little, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's because the the you know the script development got got interrupted. But you know, it's it's definitely it's trying to subvert our expectations, uh, right? With with this storyline, I mean, you don't, you know, it, it, sure, it's a it's a beneficial, more of a symbiote than a parasite, right? And you could have them look, you know, however you want. But if you're going to make them look like an alien face hugger. And you're going to stick them onto their onto your back like a um, D- Denevian neural parasite. Right. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> right. You, can you tell? I've been watching the original Star, Star Trek, Trek the original series. series? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're setting up the expectation as as Marcus and and Franklin believe that these things are some sort of horrible monstrosity sent right. to take people over and, you know, control us and right. do all these horrible things when really it's like, Oh, okay. We're, we're here to, you know, right. Take the, the history. Yeah. We we're, seek peaceful we're, coexistence. We're biological vicars. Isn't that what we're talking about? You know, this sort of really bi- bi- biological story, memory repository kinds of, okay. Yeah. That's not a bad concept. No. But but to your point, we're about we're about a half a half a step away from Starro the Destroyer, you know, <laughs> uh, alien face huggers. Right. These things look like really big version of the SETI Alpha Five eel. Right. Right. Do not design them to look that way, but, because everyone watching this show has seen that movie. Right. 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 right? It's. But it's intentional because they're trying to subvert that. They're, you know, I think JMS was was deliberately saying, you know, you don't set them up to look that creepy. Yeah, okay. You know, everyone's expecting it to be terrible. I know they're, you know, if if they had been kittens, that, that they and, and the way that they bonded was was by snuggling up in the nape of your neck, you know, then you'd be like, oh, this isn't a threat. This is clearly something good. I would have much much preferred that episode to this one. <laughs> Instead of it being called Exogenesis, it's it's Mrs. Snuggles, you know? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone right. sees that coming, that these guys are, are you know, here for the, the greater good of the universe and such. But Right. But nobody expects some sort of, you know, weird, you know, millipede to, uh, yeah. to be the good guy. And that's the point, you know, that, yeah, they, okay. that every, the characters think it's bad and... And we're right there along with them. Ugh, you have no idea how much it pains me to have to concede a point to you. That's why I make you try. That's we'll, right. We'll try, try to make you every uh, every episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I take your point. Yeah. Um, so there's some cleverness I, I mean, I mean, in you know Twilight right. Zone-ish kind of twist. Yeah. You know, but but I think the execution was not 
there. Yeah. Um, I, I would have much preferred these characters to have a Brooklyn accent. Mm. Right. Because, you know, the Duncan character is, you know, is working this British accent and therefore the uh, Matthew Duffin character is working the British accent by way of I'm really from Kansas. Yeah. Right. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. Right. And, you know, we've already got Marcus bringing a little bit of that tone. I don't want any more of that tone. Yeah. Um, you get get too British. You think you're watching Doctor Who all of a sudden, and yeah, and we, in in which these sort of parasitic, you know, mind controlling things are perfectly at home. That, that's that's very Doctor Who, uh, completely, absolutely, yeah, completely. But but uh, but Aubrey uh, Aubrey Morris, who played Duncan, yes, know, he's a British actor, so he's going to keep that that accent. And in fact, he's uh, uh, he's he was on one of our favorite shows. He was on The Prisoner. Uh, okay. He was on uh, IMDb the, Corner. Yes. Okay. Dance of the Dead. Uh, oh, really? Terrific, terrific episode with with the the number two in the Peter Pan outfit at the at the, right. the masquerade. Right. Oh, terrific. She, yeah, she was crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she was. And she, he was in he was in Danger Man too. So he's got that sort of connection okay. running. You know, we've got the Be Seeing You kind of trilogy of sure. shows. Sure. Sure. Uh, Oh yeah, I mean, the, n- listeners, we've told you a hundred times to go, to go watch the prisoner, and you know the, the, our our, our yeah. position stands. Yeah. But if you only want to watch one, go watch uh, uh, Dance of the Dead. Uh, d- uh, yeah, Dance of the Dead, uh, because the number two in this case is just like, okay, you've got this really kind of intensely creepy, compulsively viewable, mm. like pixie. Uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Tinkerbell kind of, yeah. you know, shtick that's I think she taught a Latin class we took once. Oh. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yes. Oh, God bless. Any whoozle. And we'll next. Yeah, right. And God bless. See. I hope she's not listening. Okay. Yeah. I'll send her the link. I'll send her the link. Okay, good. She's still, yeah. Um, so no, just stop. So we get some good character stuff out of Marcus, right? We get we get some okay character stuff out of out of Doctor Franklin, right? Um, uh, we, we get, get some, some stuff about this biological story, computer race thing. Yeah, that we wonder. Well, you know, where are the where are the soul hunters that you'd think would want to pull memory out of there? Yeah. You know, where, you know, why aren't they being interrogated? You know, why isn't Kosh putting the stop to this? You know, Kosh should be wanting to kill these guys, it seems to me. You know, that kind of thing. Or they're, I mean, if they're part of the whole greater cosmic force and they've been around since the the dawn of everything, maybe, maybe Kosh is like, all right, these guys are cool. They're, you know, they're, they're getting the job done. Yeah, maybe. Necessary stuff. So, so keep them around. But yeah, they, they don't, they don't tie as well into the the larger Babylon 5 universe as, as we might like. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other piece of this episode that uh, bears some conversation, you know, is the Corwin business. Yes. Right? Is that what you would have done with him? 
what they no. did with him. Is that what you would have done? No, you wouldn't have. Neither would I. What would no, you have done? because it's, well, I mean, it's, it's the whole situation with Ivanova. And, and yes, the look on his face when Ivanova first suggests come by my quarters this evening. Right. Um, the look on his face is worth the price of admission right there. That's right. So you keep that maybe. But the, but the whole thing that's, you know, a lot of it's played farcically. Yes. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the of the farcical element or the that that side of that presentation so yep. it, it mostly made me feel uncomfortable um mm-hmm. i i i do think it was interesting they were trying to get the the sense of him and where his loyalties were yes and and really he's 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 a dualistic thinker he's very green he's young yes he's uh he he hasn't developed his his thought into the place where well you know some you know if earth, if earth says that it's that it's right then it must be right you know right you know, he's not developed beyond that that any kind of critical thinking beyond that point yet um so it's kind of nice to have someone who's that kind of young and naive right um and now they have to kind of be careful about what they're doing on the bridge because they, you know, who knows, he might take something the wrong way and say something to the wrong person. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. The whole, th- the, 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 the storyline with Devanova and the roses and everything was just, um, it's sort of a yeah. little bit of the sort of faff, you know, a little bit of yeah. like, what is this? But again, you know, another worth the price of admission when she drops those roses on the bar. That's right. And says, Keep them. Mark says, I think I will. Thank you. Oh, these are delightful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was perfect. That was wonderful. Right. Which is exactly right. keeping in with the um, yeah, Marcus as sort of your 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 uh, easygoing rogue. Right. Right. Yeah. It really helped to sort of de- yeah. that bit really helps develop him yeah. a little bit. You know. Um. And I know we're we're going to be continuing with uh with another one of our major kind of project topic conversations here, but we never recast Marcus when we did our our modern day casting last season because we hadn't yeah. seen him yet. Yeah. So huh. uh, that that little scene right there cemented in my mind. Oh, he's David Tennant. Yeah, that's a you good have choice. to get you have to get David Tennant for Marcus, and and maybe he doesn't have the long hair. You know, maybe he doesn't have the the Aragornish look, but uh, uh, that's who, you know, we're dreamcasting. That's who I'm going to pick. Yeah. Um, you're in the Doctor Who universe. I'll stay there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will cast. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm going to leave Doctor Who. Okay. Have you watched the Frankenstein Chronicles? The, the first season. Okay, I'm going to cast Sergeant Nightingale. Oh, yes. Okay, Okay. good, good. You know, Mm -hmm. he looks like he's got a little bit of that chop-socky kind of stuff about him, Mm -hmm. right? He's got got an interesting depth of affect, Mm -hmm. right? And like like Jason Carter, I don't remember, I don't know the actor's name, but Jason Carter is sort of interesting looking, okay? Yes. You know, and this other, this Sergeant Nightingale... Very different from, uh, you know, um, uh-huh. Jason Carter, but also interesting looking like, OK, I, I like you. And, you know, right. one of the things that we've said, you know, is that, uh, you know, Stephen Franklin, notwithstanding, this program is super white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let, let's let take any opportunity to give it a little bit more 
uh, you know, a little bit more um, um, diversity. Right. Right. And sure. really and anything yep. is worth, yep. you know, is, is, is worth, is worth giving it a chance on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I thought that show was that Frankenstein Chronicles pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. I just, uh, I, I, I never, I finished the first season and I never jumped on to the second, you know, it's Sean Bean. So, you know, something horrible is going to happen to him. Um, you know, that's right. the, the, the magic of Sean Bean. Yeah. Um, it more or less happens was, to him continuously. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, 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 I, it had a great atmosphere to it. Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the same about season two. Okay. Well, I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. yeah. And about season two of Babylon five, mm-hmm. as we Ooh, what a segue, segue, look at that, look at that, right? Look at that. Wow. As we move, as we move out of exogenesis, which we thought, eh, filler and JMS mm-hmm. thought, yeah, this is kind of a filler. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take this opportunity to continue our our narrative from the uh, previous episode, Dust to Dust, where we looked at what the prestige format of season one might look like by mm-hmm. projecting forward into season two's prestige format and where season one felt like, all right, here are, here are your story beats. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two, much harder Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Much, much harder. It's it's a much leaner episode. Uh, much leaner season. Yeah. There's not there's not as much that you can easily trim away without doing damage to the the structure and the flow of things here. Right. Right. And yeah, we ended up. You know, Chris made a a cool spreadsheet, and you know, I sort of riffed on it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we if we keep if we combine Sinclair and Sheridan, right? You end up with a season two, episode one. You know, points of departure, where y- you know maybe you have Delenn emerge from the chrysalis. Yeah, you know, as the very first thing you do, or maybe you got, maybe you bring the Rangers in, maybe you bring Marcus in at this point. I, I think you know, you I'm not roll, sure. I'm not sure what you do. You know, yeah, you kind of roll <clears throat> points of departure and revelations together. I think you, you sort of have to. Yeah, if you don't have a lot of setup of who is Sheridan, uh, you know, you you bring Jakar back from Sector Thirty uh, Quadrant Thirty Seven. Right. You you have Garibaldi recovering. You have uh, Delenn. Uh, emerging from her pod, you know, you can have all those things happening in the first and second episode uh, right. of this of this season, kind of resolving all of the the cliffhangery stuff from season one. Right. Um, you know, maybe this is maybe this is where you find that uh, you know that Anna Sheridan's ship has been destroyed. Right. Um, and you and kind of deal with some of that. Right. Um, as we talked about last last week, of just keep if, if if you've got this this blended character then you kind of also blend Catherine Sakai and Anna Sheridan right you know somewhere along <clears throat> the way right um, so you keep those kinds of things uh, in the first in the first couple episodes absolutely yeah. yeah you 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 know how some of these prestige format programs will run an episode that's 38 minutes long and then the next one is 73 minutes long and you know this <laughs> much kind like of this thing. podcast yeah much like this <laughs> podcast right so i'm thinking that 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 this episode 
two, I'm sorry, season two, episode one in in our prestige format is going to be a 75 minute episode. It's going to be longer because you're combining basically yeah. of an assortment of content from the first two or three episodes all together mm-hmm. because right. because you don't have the arrival of Sheridan stuff that you need to do. Right. right. And you don't want Delenn to emerge from that chrysalis in minute 35 of a 40 minute episode. You want her to emerge in minute 70 of a 70 minute. So you feel like you've got a lot of content, right? Right. Between when she goes in and when she comes out, right? Right. You know, um, you know, maybe you bring in the, the sort of drowsy stuff because one of the, one of the, through lines is Ivanova as evolving diplomat. Right. 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 You know. So, yeah, I think you keep the Drazi stuff definitely as, as part of that, of demonstrating Ivanova's growth. Right. Um, You know, you, you don't, I think while we're on the non-aligned worlds angle, I, you know, as much as we didn't love the episode, I think you keep the Drafa plague wiping out the Markob, um, I think that's just, I think that's just powerful. Yes. Um, and it's, retool it's, it's, it in, right. In some way, make it a B plot instead of an A plot. Right. It's good um, to lend in linear content. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And you give them some good stuff to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we, but, we struggled a bit in our season one discussion of this prestige format with what are we doing with the Psycore and, telepaths in general do we keep talia winters or not and that question undergirds many decisions that you'd make in a season two you know because you got a lot of talia winters content right and a lot of it not great right um unfortunately you the 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 stuff that you have is either and we had said this last season that, that it doesn't fit well with the revelation of her um her her shadow personality uh right you, that you sleeper that. persona the sleeper that's yeah what I'm right of, the sleeper persona um you know the thing with with her ex showing up and trying to lure her away that just doesn't make any sense now um the you really could have a lot of the rogue telepath episode still intact without her there right you know as right. we saw we saw just last week we saw bester you know working with Garibaldi, right? You know, in trying to to track. Well, okay, do that kind of thing. Have him working directly with, you know, the, someone else in the station, um, right? And and then you don't, uh, then you don't have such an abrupt exit of this character after you're doing a lot of setup throughout the season, right? Right. Yeah, that seems like it would be. Uh, uh, it would. F- yeah, that resonates more for me. The only complicate or the only piece of Talia's character that I think is is really essential to hold on to is the relationship that develops with Susan Ivanova. Yeah. Because you get this sort of, you know, Ivanova begins to trust and begins to open up to somebody. Right. Um, and then it's all yanked away from her. Right. You know, Um which so far up in season three, we haven't, I don't think we've really seen implications of that. There haven't, you know, mm-hmm. where she's felt betrayed and she's not trusting people and, 
you know, I, I kind of wish we had more, but again, that wasn't part of the original story. So, right. You know, writing it in was something that, uh, that JMS probably wasn't, wasn't planning for. Right. You know, an extra, an extra complication into Ivanova's character at this point, there's already too many balls, you know, in the air being juggled. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you could, you could build in, Ivanova has a hard time building trusting relationships more in, in season two with just more, um, Oh, hello, Max. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Uh, you know, you have, you have sort of C-plot material where, where she, you know, has a variety of dates that don't go well or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Here's, here's my creative solution to this. Go. Um, we had talked last week about let's make, uh, let's make Garibaldi's second in command who ends up betraying him, shooting him. Somebody yes. who's more prominent seen on the, on the screen some more. Yes. And yeah, that was supposed to originally be Laurel Takashima. Okay, fine. Right. Um, stipulated to those points. Yes. Let's maybe that's the person that Ivanova begins to open up to, to develop this relationship with. And it's, it's pushed a little bit earlier. So we see, we see this developing kind of maybe towards the end of season one into the start of season two, you know, and we still get the betrayal. Yes. Because once Garibaldi wakes up and once he's able to remember what happens and, and figure out that, oh, it was Laurel that shot me, um, you know, and, and she's, you know, taken off the station and, you know, vanished into some sort of, you know, Psycor black site or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, again, you know, we've got Ivanova. She was just starting to open up and trust somebody and then it's taken away from her. So that's my... That's my angle. That's where I would go to uh, to to replace Talia in that uh, in that element of the character. Well, that's a lot tighter, isn't it? I mean, I think so because it was my yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. Okay. Um, and it 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 allows you to build forward from uh, kind of a new thread in season one. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way that I think is. I mean, arguably more productive than what we got with the Talia right. relationship, right? Yeah. It doesn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, do you do you keep Susan Ivanova a latent telepath in this prestige format? I... I don't know. And her whole hostility toward the Psychor. Right. I, I, you know, I wonder if that part of her character was there only to create the tension that would be resolved with the relationship. Yeah, right. You know, so so as as JMS is creating and setting up these characters and knowing what's going to happen to them down the line, you know, maybe that's something that that was uh that was inserted that's no longer no longer really needed. I don't know. I honestly, you know, surprise surprise, don't remember what happens in the next season and a half with Ivanova if that ever comes back up again. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a, it's a little, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do with that. Yeah. You know, it remains one of those free floating, you know, uh, uh, sticky notes. Right. On a, on a, on a big, big plot where I'm like, I kind of want to bring this in, but I don't know where to put it. Yeah. So that it doesn't feel sort of weirdly forced. Well, the good news is we don't need an answer for it yet 
be, you know, and, and until, right. until Amazon and JMS back up a dump truck full of money to my door, <laughs> I don't feel any real obligation. And, and guys, right. you know, Jeff Bezos, you're welcome to back up a dump truck full of money to my door That's any right. day of the week. That's right. I'll get to work uh, straight I, away. Absolutely. Right. Um, uh, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to resolve this. We can just kind of throw the, the discussion out there. And, and again, listeners, we're hoping that, that you'll jump in on this conversation and tell us what you would do with that, that particular issue. Right. I, I think we would agree that if you're looking at sort of your, your critical story beats, you've got two episodes that probably stay in as is. Uh, mm. The Coming of Shadows... Right. In which Terhan visits Babylon 5 and the whoop-whoop hits the fan. Right. Right. And in the shadow of Zaha Doom, when mm-hmm. we really get some some horrifying clarity about what we're talking about here. Yeah. Right. I, I would say even a third episode, I would I would say Long Twilight Struggle. Uh, definitely. Kept. Yeah. You know, that that you you have the you know, you have <laughs> the emperor coming to the station and, you know, and a, a, the possibility of this whole war being resolved now. Right. That's just that's just lost. Uh, um, r- right. And and you get the conclusion of the war toward the end of the series, uh, end of the season. Yes. Um, not in a good way for anybody involved yeah and uh yeah i definitely i I agree that that you want you want the shadow of zadum so that that you get you get the bigger picture like we said when we recorded that episode we're now a season and a half in and we thought we were talking about this right but it's but but you know it's way worse Pull the camera back it's much bigger than we thought was that's right we were dealing with yeah 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 i i i think yeah i totally agree about long twilight struggle um, Coming of Shadows, uh, such a such a nicely written piece of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of its beats, I think you want to you want to preserve them. Um, right. Now, in 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 the list you generated, and in our conversations, we we haven't had the conversation I'm about to ask you. What if you move all of the content from Fall of Night? The Narn warship tension, Earth, Earth Centauri tensions rise. Mm-hmm. Kosh, the reveal of Kosh. What if you move all of that to episode three, a season three, episode one? You start with the Kosh reveal. You end, boom. The war with the Centauri, between the Centauri and the Narn, is over because the Narn have committed genocidal war crimes, right? And you leave the audience to confront and deal with these characters who've done these things. Yeah. And you I return like and now you've got maybe it's just like the uh uh you know the 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 musical notes in the way that the season 3 uh the the mm-hmm. current season 3, you know. Yes. You've got all this bum bum ba, you know, this Marshall stuff but then ba 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 you know, this much more right. like okay, no, we're mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna be okay, right? Maybe you do something like that, yeah. where you know you get I, to really see the dark and the light, right? I, I definitely I think that would 
I think that would make for a much stronger end of the season. Um, I think that's really, really more, much more powerful. You know, we, we had talked that we were kind of uh, season two's finale was not as much of a, of a big, you know, a big boom as, right. as season one's finale was ending it on long twilight struggle, you know, with the, the confrontation in the, in the council room between, right. between Londo and Jakar, um, you know, that's that's pretty potent to go out on. I think so. Oh, I, I, yeah. at, at least that, that that feels like a really mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. ending, right? And if you do and, that, yeah. you pull that fall of night, you pull those 60 minutes out of this season. Mm-hmm. One of the things, listeners, that Chris and I were riffing on and struggling with is there's so much content that we want to keep. Uh, General Haig, uh, yeah. the Dr. Franklin... Uh, General Franklin, right. uh, you know, content. Uh, yeah. Sheridan and Kosh. Yeah. The the shadow ship in the, uh, you know, in hyperspace. Right. Th- this, this, this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You know, we want to open up some space to do more work with some of that, right? Garibaldi and his assailant. Zach Allen, right? Mm-hmm. There's some good linear content in here. There's good veer content in here. We want to keep that, right? If right. we take if we reclaim those 60 minutes and put them in previous episodes, then maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe we can we we can yeah. we can open those story threads up that you and I were like, god, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Although if we push 60 minutes into season 3, we're just kind of kicking the can down the road here. Maybe this is right? this is uh, this is not going to help us out. Yeah, right. We're going to come to regret this decision yeah, when we do yeah. the prestige format three, right? Well, unless, I mean, we're not there yet. But season five is legendarily kind of problematic with the show. We, right. They, they thought it was going to end. They thought maybe it wasn't going to get renewed, so they'd wrapped up a lot. So, how much of season five sticks around in a, in this prestige format, or how much do we take? the four seasons of show and spread them out to five prestige seasons. Right. We'll see. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Again, not our problem today. Not our problem presently. Yeah. Um, That's a problem for future us. No, (laughs) that's right. Um, Do you keep Warren Keffer or do you cut him? I don't think you need to keep him. You can have different, you can have other pilots out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Seeing the, I mean, we even built up Ivanova as a pilot in season one of the actual show. And then I don't think she sets foot in a Star Fury in season two. Maybe she's the one that spots the shadow ship in hyperspace. Right, maybe. I mean, obviously she can't be killed by it at the end of the season, but. Right. um, Yeah, I think you can, I I don't think he brought much to the table beyond, and, and he wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't part of the initial. He wasn't part of the initial. Uh, the cat thinks uh, our idea is really dubious. I, I, yeah, he's not a big fan. He's a, he's a huge Warren Keffer promoter. Right. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't part of the original conception. He was an insert by the network. Right. So I say he goes. Right then now, here's the other thing that you gain if you move Fallen Night. You mm-hmm. kick the can, right? Yeah. One of the things you and I talked about regretting was cutting and now for a word. You can get that back in. We can have it back. 
Right. You know, and I think that's yeah. probably a sacrifice worth mm-hmm. worth chewing over, worth exploring, worth maybe doing. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing that we we thought about with now for a word is, you know, you look at you look at shows as more than just a television show these days. There's right. other there's other modes of delivery to keep fans uh, engaged in the downtime between seasons. Maybe right. you release it as a, you release a now for a word as a series of webisodes. Right. Between between maybe between each season you That's have right. a couple of short IGN uh, excerpts. Uh, you know, newscasts or something, right? That uh, and you take a lot of that content and you you sort of piece it all piece it all out between the seasons there, yeah. Um, to give you kind of more of a sense of what's going on on the home front and the the uh, the, the the climate of of the Clark administration. Yeah, I find that very compelling mm. uh, because yeah. what, what we what we really never have had yet. We're in. We're in, uh, you know, about episode 50 of Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. We've never seen Earth. We don't any, get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we you get know. the inside of a couple of rooms here and there. Right. But, Establishing shots of the Earth Dome. Right. Right. San Diego. Yep. Not much going on there. Yeah, the San Diego. I wonder where they hold Comic-Con. Yeah. That's a pressing question. Right. Mm. Mm. Well, they wouldn't move it, so... No, it's still in. Yeah, the, they probably the, canceled it in the irradiated remains. That's right. Yeah, the the uh, the, uh, the the Comic Con dome of uh, is the only thing surviving in the right. in the San Diego zone of total exclusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, I've got. I, okay, I'm going to have to look it up. Hold, please. Am I editing this out? No, 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 no. This okay. is uh, going. It's just. It's just a bit of silly. Right. But okay. Well, uh, keep you going. definitely you definitely keep the Night Watch. Uh, you keep the the introduction and the build up of it, and you keep Zach's uh, involvement and and slow kind of um, build up uh, and buy into the the mission and the the philosophy of the Night Watch. That's that's a piece that has to stick around because that's going to be be important. But yeah, like you said, there's there's so much going on. You know, the Drazi Civil War, the the Drafa Plague. These are all in my B plot list, uh, and but they're all things that you really want to want to keep. Um, we we definitely need to have Sheridan getting these uh, these these visions from Kosh that lead to his his training. But do we need the whole alien abduction you know, plot line half episode in order to get us there? Or can right. Sheridan just have a dream, and then the next day he goes and confronts Kosh about it? Yeah, right. So. Right. Um, um, I'm never going to find it. There was this sort of, I don't know, one of these places like like the Chernobyl zone or uh-huh. some zone in Belgium where there are still active landmines had one of these great, um, uh, you know, the 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 local zone of uh, of extraordinary uh, interdiction or some. It had one uh-huh. of these great names, and I was like, "That's what the San Diego zone should be called." You know, the San Diego radiation zone of total exclusion. You know, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. I couldn't find the. I can't. It'll find be in the, the show notes. It'll be in the show notes if I can <laughs> yeah, find absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, if think, what do you think, Chris? Do you have we? Uh, I think we've hit all we've the, sort the of main. Covered it, haven't we? We have. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's it was much harder. 
coming out. And I've juggled, you know, the season one, I sat down and in about half an hour between between looking at the Lurker's Guide, looking at the Babylon 5 Wikia site, um, you know, to to kind of remember, oh, I want this piece of storyline. I want that piece of storyline. That was that took me no time at all to pull together 10 episodes of that. This I've been wrestling with for two or three days now. And I and I and as as we've said, we still don't have a lot of good answers. I expect it's going to be harder as we go on. Right. Yeah. I mean, almost certainly. Right. Um, There's too much that we want to save for a prestige format program. Yeah. I mean, 10 and 10 episodes is an artificial uh, sort of limit that we've put on it. Certainly a lot of these other shows go longer. I mean, the Marvel shows, you know, go too long if you ask me. Yeah, but see, that's Um, the problem, right? That you don't want to go too long. You don't want to have padding. Right. Um, I think Jessica right. Jones and Luke Cage are dynamite shows, but they would be better if they were 10 and not 12. Right. Right. How many episodes was Game of Thrones in the first couple seasons? Was that 10, 10 or was that? Uh, it was, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, 10 seems to be, you know, a good number, but... Yeah, it's sort of no like ratings, halfway if, between your British and your American yeah, way of thinking yeah. about these things. Yeah. If ratings go well, well, you know, a 10 episode... Season can can expand to a to a twelve. I mean, didn't that happen to Discovery? Discovery was, I think, thirteen. Yeah, right. But I think they they had initially intended it to be to be ten, and then they got the order for a couple of extra episodes. Yeah, right. The line, right. So, so it can happen. It can happen here and there. Yeah, um, we'll have stuff in our back pockets that we can. Oh well, you're giving us you're giving us another episode this season. Great. Well, here's what we're gonna fit in without it being without it being a lot of of the uh, the kind of standalone that doesn't doesn't have any kind of relation to the main story. Right. Yeah. What what I'm doing, uh, you know, in season three, is bringing brother Theo, and uh, you know, along to carry the conversation about uh, non-human religion, mm-hmm. to, to maintain the thread of the questions about religion and spirituality. And if I get that eleventh episode. I'm gonna drop Brother Edward. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that kind to. of thing in, right? But I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give us three passes at Brother Edward before we get to yes, you know, so that yes. I I have Brother Theo and Brother Edward and Brother Edward and then I have another brother and you know, yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. get more and more committed to Edward. Yeah, right. I'm not just Again, gonna introduce him. It it's like with with Garibaldi's you know second in command. Give us some buildup to these people first. You know, right. Make them make them familiar faces rather than just showcasing them for one episode and gone. Right. It's much it's much more emotionally effective that way. Right. Right. Um, completely. Yeah. Well, listeners, I I hope that you have found the uh, the the kind of riffing that Chris and I have done on trying to figure out what a prestige format season two looks like uh, stimulating or infuriating. I hope that you have your own, you know, perspectives and ideas. I'm sure that you do. And I look forward to seeing what they are uh, on, uh, on the Facebook group or the webpage or wherever, you know, rate review, give us your feedback. And, uh, you know, we look forward to, uh, you know, hearing more from, from you about the, the notion of a prestige format season one and a prestige format season two. Now, you know, Chris and I have talked about the fact that we had a couple of filler episodes. Friends, we are we are going to be cooking with gas 
Right. Starting next episode, we've got we've got some uh, y- y- you know we've got some pretty critical content coming over the next two episodes, and we can't wait to talk with you about uh, messages from Earth and uh, and the episodes that come as we steam full power ahead into season three. Until next time. Until then. Okay. Bye, Chris. Bye.